Welcome to the Philia Podcasts. We are the daughters of those women who came before us. It is our absolute honour to have met so many incredible women fighting for the liberation of us all. Our role at Philia is to amplify the voices of those women via the Philia Conference and these podcasts. Please take from them what you can. In sisterhood and in solidarity, the Philia team. Hi, um, Hushka. Um, lovely to meet you. And thank you so much for agreeing to join us today um, on the Philia podcast to speak about um, your views and your work and your advocacy and your movement in the um, field of prostitution and broader violence against women and girls. I'm excited to meet you. Ah, oh, thank you. So, as you know, my name's Aisha, um, and we are delighted to have you as a guest speaking about your work. So, um, I was just going to do a quick intro to you. So, um, Pushka Mal from Germany, who um, is currently one of the um, leading advocates for women um, who are involved in prostitution, who is dedicated to supporting women and also supporting them to exit prostitution. Um, this is very important because um, Hushka is a keen advocate of the Nordic model, which seeks to um, not only decriminalise but also bring an end to prostitution um, and firmly views prostitution as a form of violence against women and girls. You are an advocate and a keen supporter of the abolitionist movement. Yes, and that's like Ella, of course. Yes, excellent. Um, so on that note, Hushka, um, can you tell me a bit more about Network? Um, Ella. I founded Netzwerk Ella um, in January 2018 um, and the idea behind that is uh, that um, I wanted an organization um, for women who have been in prostitution or are still in prostitution because uh, the women who are still in prostitution must not be left behind. Mm. Uh, when about political uh, changes, uh, so we are all, we we uh, are only women uh, with um, experiences in prostitution. I have seen that in countries uh, that um, made the change to the Nordic model, uh, sometimes there has been an organization where only prostituted women were together. And they made that uh, they they uh, were such a force uh, in that change that I wanted mm. this in Germany too. Wow! Because we uh, women in prostitution uh, are sometimes belittled, mm. and, and I think we are strong when we can talk for ourselves. Yes. What we want and what we do not want. And I want to. I uh, in Germany, it's, uh, we have a strong pro-prostitution lobby, um, and I was uh, fed up uh, with the fact that every single time when um, it was said, uh, "Yeah, prostituted women have to speak for themselves," it was mm -hmm. only pro-prostitution lobby was heard, and I was fed up with this. And uh, there are three points 
uh, why I founded um, Netzwerk Ally the first is that we are some kind of, I, I'm not sure if this is the right word, self-help organization. Yes, absolutely, yes. Uh, because it's easier to get help uh, and to talk about issues when you know that uh, the other per persons in that group uh, suffered the same. Yes, yes. Uh, we are not shaming women, even mm. if they say I have to go back to prostitution because of financial issues or something. Uh, we do not kick anybody out because of that. We can talk for ourselves. Every political change has to, uh, it's not against, has not, uh, it's not allowed, it's not okay uh, if the political change uh, is against prostituted women. Uh, and sometimes um, some some people think uh, that um, being against prostitution is the same as being against prostituted women. Yes. Our voices have to be heard. And um, yet the last uh, point is uh, that uh, that many prostituted women I know wanted to speak out in public mm -hmm. uh, and they are afraid, of course, because of all the shaming and they want uh, to be anonymous. Yes. Uh, so uh, we help them. Uh, we have a homepage. Um, they can put their articles on our homepage. Um, they can get a pseudonym and if they want to talk in public, we can get like a wig or a fake. Yes. Fake. Uh, so uh, they, they are they can stay safe yes yes no that sounds amazing and and i think that's you raise raise a really key issue two key issues there which is one which is about um women you know having the power and the agency to be able to speak their own stories in their own voices um and i think sometimes with the you know with the kind of the larger lobbies that that is lost so it's hard to find and hear the the voices of of women who are actually involved in prostitution um you know so that that's that's brilliant to hear um the other point that you raised which is which is interesting and and i suppose for many people um what causes confusion maybe in terms of what kind of model we should have so i wanted to ask you about a bit to explain a bit more about the nordic model and why you um you know support that model and also to speak a bit more about the difference between being against prostitution versus being against prostituted women because i think some people are afraid of um speaking out against prostitution because they they fear that that means they are against prostituted women or you know women or other people selling um sex yeah okay uh can you set up yes Yes. So, so the first point was just um, uh, maybe a bit of background on the Nordic model and why you um, feel that that is the the best model for women. Okay. Um, to me, it's pretty clear that prostitution is violence against women. Mm. But, uh, sex um, is not wanted. 
um, uh, and content cannot be bought. Hmm. What we want or need is money. It's yes. not the we do not want to have that sex. And unwanted sex is really rape or sexual mm -hmm. abuse. Um, under any circumstances, it doesn't matter that I get paid for it. It's mm -hmm. the, um, and I think, uh, of course, rape should be punished. <laughs> yeah. Um, that there's no way uh, in, that men can get away with rape in the year 2019 uh, just because they paid for it. Um, and when we agree on prostitution being raped, uh, we surely have to change the political um, law, uh, the laws, of course. Yes. Um, uh, in Germany, um, we have um, much, uh, we, ha we have many, many um, women who are in forced prostitution. And it breaks my heart to see that uh, our German men get away with taking women from southeastern Europe um, mm -hmm. just because they pay for it. I think this is a form, a, a kind of colonialism, mm -hmm. racism too, and of course sexism. Yes. And, um, if you think that prostitution is rape. I think the Nordic model is the only thinkable consequence. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, and that, that's a very, a very strong example of, of you know, um, why the Nordic model is needed. And, and what would you say then? Um, because, you know, we have similar lobbies, similar um, discussions in, in the UK at the moment. So what would you say to people who believe that sex work is work um, and that, you know, in, in a capitalist society, um, you know, any work that we do is, is, all, is a kind of form of exploitation of ourselves or resources? Um, what, what would be your, your kind of response to, to that phrase, sex work is, is work? Um, I agree that um, under capitalist, capitalist conditions, um, every work is um, exploitative. Um, but um, what does this say about sex work? Mm. If we say that every work is exploitative under capitalist conditions, then sex work is exploitative too. Um, and it is forced work, forced work, um, and therefore forced sex. Mm. Um, and the question is, uh, do do we want more forced sex or not? Yes. And I, I'm I'm a leftist person, and I do not think uh, that. Uh, we need more capitalism and that we need um, even more areas in our life that uh, that are capitalized we need less yes yes yeah thank you um and also i mean that that links on to i think 
which is quite, you know, a strong, again, a strong lobbying argument for many people in particularly, you know, in this country and in, in Germany. Um, and often, you, like you said, you know, Germany and the Netherlands are looked on as actually like leading lights of liberalism and, you know, people are open-minded and um, uh, people view them as countries that have very positive um, ideas and approaches to sex and they see that legalized prostitution is um, is a natural result of having a positive attitude to to sex um, and sexuality I mean what what would you say about that um, yeah, yeah I often hear this that um uh, wanting the Nordic model makes me sex negative. Prostitution <laughs> mm. is not uh, it's not about sex. It's about abuse. Um, I don't care if people fuck around. If that if that is what makes them happy, whatever, just do it. But I my vision is to have a sexuality um, that allows all parts to have fun and mm. enthusiastically have that yes to this. Um, actually, prostitution is sex negative because there's only one who's having fun. It's dissociating and is um, abused. This is not the sex uh, we, we want as a standard, do we? No, absolutely. I mean, I think definitely, you know, in the UK, in London, that is something that we see a lot um, in terms of violence against women and girls. Um, you know, the highest levels of um, physical harm um, and often long term harm um, are experienced by women who, who are or have been um, involved in prostitution. So you know, as as you're saying, it's it's there's definitely um, something there which is not, you know, which absolutely is is not positive. Um, I mean, in terms of your the best practice and the work that you're doing, you mentioned that you take um, like a a strategic approach or three approaches, um, and one of them, as you described, is about that grassroots work. So engaging. Um, women engaging communities. Um, the other approach that you mentioned was about the media. So challenging, you know, media perceptions. Often, you know, it's it's kind of women in prostitution. It's quite glamorous, you know, on the TV um, and things like that. And it seems like you know a lifestyle that is is not it's not too bad for women. Um, you know, that that's definitely how the media portray portray in in this country um, and then the the third point that you mentioned was about enlightenment so um you know information and education around um prostitution and the lives of women so i just wanted to kind of ask you to speak about those those three points a little bit more um you know in in terms of what you do and why you feel those those points are important Okay, can you clarify yeah. this question? <laughs> yes, so the, so the grassroots and engagement work, um, can you speak a bit more about that work? Um, yeah, 
go uh, to the point uh, of enlightenment or yeah yes yeah that's that yes you can yeah definitely yes so um first of all um every woman in network ella is free to write an article uh, about every single aspect of prostitution she wants to talk about mm-hmm. uh, like what happens if i go to the police um uh, and talk about my pimp Uh, which is not an easy issue, mm. or what is it like to be prostituted under the new Prostituierten-Schutzgesetz? We have it since 2017, and it's criminalizing the woman more. Mm. Or what do we, women in prostitution, what do we want, and what is it like to be prostituted, um, and every woman can write an article um, and will be heard. Yes. So the next uh, is we um, we are speaking at events mm. for um, people who want to listen, um, which is kind of, um, it's heavy work sometimes. <laughs> oh, yes, yes sometimes uh, re-traumatizing and triggering. Yeah. Um, but I have the experience that after we spoke, um, at least 90% of the people in the room are convinced that prostitution wow. is violent. That is powerful. If they have any doubts, it's just um, about how to deal with it now yes uh, when it comes to the laws what would be the best for us yes and we explain this too of course um the next thing is we are talking to the police and to institutions yes about um what which issues we are having with them <laughs> yeah of course yes Uh, when it comes to the police, it's often uh, so. My first pimp was a policeman. Uh, yes, right, right. Yeah, of my jobs or of our jobs, our policemen. Mm. Mm. It's clear that when something happens, then you don't go to the police because oh. there are your jobs. Yes, yes. And uh, they still behave like jobs, even if mm. they are. In uniform. So we are talking about this mm-hmm. um, and why we do not want to talk to the police. And um, I'm, I don't know the English word for this. Gracia. Do you know what I mean? I don't. Sorry. A police raid. We have police raids ah. in the broadcast. And we are talking about uh, that this is. Um, A strange thing to do. Um, we had it here uh, in the year 2018. We had uh, the biggest police raid in Brussels since uh, the beginning of the Bundespolizei. Right. Um, they were going to the Brussels and um, rescuing the woman. Mm. We from Netzwerk Allah said that we do not want this. We don't want police raids. Because it's a double standard from the state, from the state, 
instead a model where prostitution is legalized, which um, leads to more um, human trafficking and to more forced prostitution. Yes. Which obviously is okay for the state as it collects taxes from it. Mm. And tend to do something against this issue um, by um, enforcing police raids and all the women, I mean, the women do not get help from this. No. Uh, uh, they have to go back to their countries or mm -hmm. they don't um, dare to speak out against the, uh, against the pimps. We have a, we have a law uh, that uh, the victim has to speak out. Right. About human trafficking, and when it doesn't, uh, there's no law case. Okay. So, the women don't want this, of course. Uh, so it's a big double standard. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, if you don't want more human trafficking and no more forced prostitution, install the Nordic model. Yes. Uh, that is what helps, and not police rates. Yes. Um. Yes, of course, we are talking about, uh, we are talking to institutions too, because um, many women that uh, prostitute them themselves do it because um, they didn't get the social help they would have needed. Yeah. Uh, like they were abused in their childhood or they are a woman alone with three children and they are poor. Uh, and so on, and that is uh, that has to be taken care of, of course. Yes, absolutely. We we have a similar situation in in the UK um, where um, it's been kind of rising, which is about um, survival sex and women, um, you know, selling sex literally because they have no other option. Um, particularly in London, because the cost of living is so high. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting to hear that that, you know, that is the reality for many women. Um, and in terms of the media, um, you know, I think, again, that's that's another really interesting point. And, and what, how do you challenge, um, you know, the media and, and what work are you doing with in that space? Okay, can I, can I, uh just uh, say something to the last point to the institution. Oh yes, of course, yes. Yeah, um, in Germany, um, it, it, since prostitution is not seen as violence, what happens uh, to German or to women in Germany uh, who go to institutions to seek help is uh, very often uh, that they are being said, "Well, so you're so you're a sex worker." Ah, yes. The problem with that, um, we just want to make sure you pay your taxes. Mm. There are no exit strategies, there uh, is no uh, consciousness about the problem. It's just that, okay, so uh, you're a prostitute now, um, go on. Right, that's quite scary. Yeah, and yeah. to the media, uh, oh, well. Um, since 2000, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking out since 2014, and I see a change um, in 
the way media is talking about us. Mm. Because before 2014, before the abolitionist movement started in uh, Germany, uh, there was only sex work in the media. Mm. Oh, only sex work. Um, and now uh, it's we have those pro-sex work articles still, um, but there will be a discussion about the article at least. Yes. And more often than not, uh, the journalists now hear the both sides. Mm. And what we what we have now too is um, the abolitionist movement is not. Is um, often talking about the Johns, right. uh, invisible men, right? Nobody's talking about the Johns. We're talking about prostituted women and why do they do it, and then mm -hmm. it's all early and and so on. And nobody is talking about the men who come and abuse us. Yes. And uh, those are one million men in Germany every day. Wow. So it's a large group of men. Yes. And, um, media uh, began to, uh, since the abolitionist um, movement was talking so much about Johns uh, mm. and say online about prostituted women and what they are doing with us and um, how they, how their view on women is generally. Right. Uh, yes. Media is now beginning to talk about them too. And I think um, this changed point of view, not to look at the, at the women in prostitution and to problematize them. Yes. To ask always the same question, why do you do it? Would yes. there have been another way? We should just start looking at the drums. What are they doing? Mm. And everyone who, um, does this has to come to the conclusion that those men are rapists. Mm. So I'm very happy that there have been uh, some articles about jumps in Germany uh, in the last month. Yeah. Yes, yes. Wow. I mean, I think that's, that's such a, a crucial point, isn't it, is to move the focus away from the women who you know, there's so many different reasons and, and ultimately, you know, if we're saying that it is violence, our victims and survivors, um, and we have to move our focus to the Johns who are the, the you know, the perpetrators um, of this violence. So that's that's a really, a really good point. Um, I mean, also, I think, um, I can't remember, I think it was quite recently, there was, um, I think it might have been a couple of years, years ago or maybe last year there's a, a huge brothel in Germany and um, I think it's Europe's largest and the owner I believe was sentenced to prison time I don't think it was very long but um, you know he was sentenced to prison time for trafficking women which I think um, you know definitely here people were surprised by and in Germany, I mean, what impact has that had? Has that kind of helped, you know, your movement, or what conversations has that has that created? Um, well, uh, the case is surely um, 
a strong um, point for us uh, since um, we we now have an argument um, against uh, people who say um, that prostitution prostitution should be legalized. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that there will be uh, a focus on it and it doesn't go underground. <laughs> yeah. And because in that brothel, um, everything was known to the institutions and to the police. Everything was legal. Mm -hmm. um, and there was still human trafficking and forced prostitution. We in in London anyway. We at the moment we are we do have um, a strategy towards you know supporting and and helping women who are involved in prostitution, and it is very much from the point of view that it is violence. Um, and like you said, it, it's such a political um, issue. And, and there are many people who don't agree, including um, some women, um, you know, and men, but, you know, some women who say that they, it's, it's a choice um, and they reject the idea that it is um, just about money. Um, and some, you know, some um, women have come forward to say that they they believe that it's um, to see it as violence. Their you know their choice is violence. They feel that that is disempowering and actually quite patronising. So I just wanted to kind of of get your thoughts um, you know around that around that issue as well. Okay. Um, well, um, maybe. Prostitution is a choice, but we have to look at the circumstances mm -hmm. which women decide for pro to prostitute themselves. Yeah. We'll see the circumstances. Um, we, we see that it is almost never a free choice uh, where the woman uh, would have had uh, many alternatives. Often prostitution is the last alternative they have, the last yeah. choice. Um, and what I always say is that this is victim blaming because it doesn't prostitution is violence and it doesn't matter if the woman made the choice um, to be in that violent situation. When it comes to domestic violence, a term I do not like. <laughs> uh, we know, but we know what we are talking about. Um, that would be the same. Um, with domestic violence, if, if we would say, yeah, but it isn't violence if the woman decides mm -hmm. to stay the abuser. Right, right. Never ever say that uh, under this circumstances it wouldn't be violence anymore. It is still mm -hmm. violence. Woman is staying with the abusive partner. Just matters what the abusive partner is doing. It's not. Uh, what she does that we uh, have to criticize. Absolutely. It's the same when it comes to prostitution. Um, why focus on the woman and mm. shame blame her as a choice or not? You could have done something else or how, sh how do you feel about it? The main point is that what John is doing 
uh, is non-consensual sex. Mm. If there would be, um, even if we could order, uh, if we, if we could uh, say so, this is clearly prostitution and sex work and fun. And on the other side, we know exactly what prostitution is. Even if we could say that, and there would be no no gray gray tones. Um, if, if we could say that the John is not in the position um, to uh, know uh, if the woman is forced or not. Right. Therefore, um, every sexual act he performs with a prostitute woman could be rape. Mm, mm. That it doesn't matter uh, and that he doesn't need to know if he mm. rape right now or not. And I think um, in 2019 we are talking about enthusiastic content. Um, and this is, uh, and to, to have sex with a woman and not be able to say if it was rape afterwards. Not be able to say that. Yes. Um, so low standards. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's ter terrifyingly low. John is doing and not uh, if the woman had a choice and mm. or not, or if she had alternatives or not. Um, let's just focus on what the John is doing. He cannot say if he rapes and he doesn't care if it's mm. rape. Yes. This is problematic behavior. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's actually a really powerful way to, to look at it. And I think for a lot of people who maybe are not familiar with these kind of discussions, I think that's a really <laughs> quite compelling, um, you know, explanation and, and way to look at it. So thank you for sharing that. If you, you know, in an ideal world or, you know, if you had a magic wand, um, you know what? What is the what would be the kind of the the picture or the the situation around um, prostitution? Well, if I understand the question in the right way, uh, I am a Nordic model in Germany too, um, and in the absolute correct way. This is what we always say. Um, um, the Nordic model contains several um, points, and to punish the Johns is only one of mm -hmm. them. Mm. The others are enlightenment and uh, considering prostitution as violence and exit strategy for the woman and total decriminalization of the prostitute woman. Yes. And prostitute woman only, not the Johns and not the Pimps. Mm. Um, these points are very important too, because if we only implement one of the points, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, punishing the johns, yeah, make it even harder for women in prostitution, because it have to prostitute themselves out of reasons, right? And uh, the johns are punished, but. In, in, at the same time, you're not offered an exit strategy. Mm. Just um, blocked. It makes your situation worse. And yes. this comes in France. Um, I 
uh, talked to a um, man uh, from Cyril Mitchell in France, and he told me that um, the punishment of the John um, is, uh, is okay in France, but um, there's a lack of exit uh, programs. Uh. Every single woman who wants to exit, there is an amount of 50 euro to cover her exit. How much? 50 euros. 50 euro. Mm. How are you gonna exit with 50 euros? It's yeah. And uh, they have to uh, wait for months to uh, get a place in an exit uh, program mm. and uh, the, they have to To, to to get a place in an exit program means you have to be uh, you have to stop to stop being in prostitution yes. right now. Yes, yes. In prostitution, you're not uh, coming in the exit program, which is kind of bullshit because you need a, a place in the exit uh, to exit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you are unable. Yes, of course. Yeah, it makes it's it's like sounds like a trap. Yeah, it's a total trap, and that happens when the Nordic model is not implemented in the correct way. And mm. I'm not saying that uh, the Nordic model is uh, even in Sweden. Uh, there, are, of course, up up aspects of the Nordic model uh, which could still be made better. Yes. Of course. Yes. Um, we and, and, and it's it's very important for me and for the women in prostitution in Germany that we get a Nordic model implemented correctly and not a paper tiger. Yes, yes, of course. It has to have real teeth. Yes. No, that's that's. I mean, you know, I I think it's the answers there. You know, and like you said, it's about um, committing to actually supporting women to have options to exit and and also which i think you know again is is so central to any conversation about violence against women and girls is looking at the men you know and and what not just their behaviors but the mentality behind that and how we tackle that um so, Hushka, thank you so much. I know some of the questions you probably have answered many times before, but I think, you know, this is such a, it, it, you know, it's a very emotional and, um, you know, a topic that a lot of people feel strongly about. So, um, you know, I think it's really important to hear from women like yourself who, you know, have the lived experience and who are also, um, you know, championing um, other women to to exit and, telling the world the reasons why. So thank you. Um, I mean, is there anything that you would like to add um, as we're coming to the end? No, actually, no, no. I'm no. glad as well. <laughs> is there anything that I've, that I've kind of missed or that you that you wanted to speak about a bit more? No, just that I have a blog and there's an English section on my blog. Ah, so Some of my articles in English too. Um, also on the Netzwerk Ella homepage. 
Yes, yes. English, English section two. And thank you very much for the invitation to talk to you. Um, and I'm looking forward uh, to come to the UK in yeah. fall. Brilliant, brilliant. And I'm sure everyone listening is, is also looking forward to seeing you. And definitely do check out the um, your blog and your website, Network Ella. Thank you very much, Ishka.